and hello good people of the internet, it is I, Tommy Kelly. This is Adventures in Woo Woo. This episode I want to talk about a coin, uh, well a, a kind of topic that has two sides, rather than an actual coin, but a, a figurative, no, metaphorical coin. And it starts with the kind of notion of chaos magic, where the kind of, the whole kind of ethos I suppose around it is to remove the crud, to remove the ceremony and pomp, and get to the very kind of essential nature of what works in magic, with the emphasis being on what works. And uh, how very quickly as case magicians, I've noticed that what we do is immediately change uh, a ritual, a working, an idea, something um, into something that fits us a bit better. And I think there's a couple of problems with that, at least uh, in the beginning, at least when you're, when you're not in the beginning of um, well, in the beginning of when you're starting out into magic, but also in the beginning when you're trying a new ritual or trying a new approach or a new philosophy or something like that. But then conversely, I just want to talk about, about giving away then your own self-authority to truth or to your own truth in the kind of very chaos magic sense of nothing is true, everything is permitted, and a kind of subjective truth where the magician is the, you know, is the centre of power, is, is, is where is the agency of the magic, is the thing that actually makes it work, is the magician and the belief, belief is a tool, which is the chaos magic approach. And that somehow how sometimes, at least I, have a, a tendency to, even when I have a feeling of truth, to give away that truth uh, to be subjugated by someone else's truth uh, in community, in friends, in, by books, teachers, etc. So the very first bit I want to talk about is this idea of when you start, when in chaos magic, you are told that you know it's to remove all of the unneeded elements and to get to the very core of what works within all these kind of historical magic practices, let's say. And what that is kind of translated into, do as you please, do what suits you, do what you know is to your aesthetics, do what kind of feels right to you. And I agree with that, and mostly, and I think the most powerful magic will be something that resonates with you, rather than something that resonated with John Dee, Alistair Crowley, or Frank the Magician down the road. Although Frank the Magician down the road is a very good magician, so <laughs> you should listen to him. Um, and it kind of, what I've noticed, and I've done it myself, so I mean, I'm, I'm part of the problem, is that when I come across a new ritual or new practice, new philosophy, a new whatever, whatever it is, um, rather than trying it the way it is described, as described, doing it as described and seeing how that turns out, um, there's this kind of tendency to change it immediately into something that is more uh, palatable for us, that's more kind of suited to us. And the whole kind of emphasis on, the, on chaos magic is to do what works. And I think there's kind of a... A problem in the immediately changing stuff to suit you, in that how do you know which bit works? How do you know which bit is the crud and which is the essential bit? How do you know that the eye of news isn't the actual thing that makes this particular magic ritual work? Or how do you know that this particular uh, meditation practice that you slightly altered, you haven't changed the essence of it, the main thing of what it is to drive? And particularly it can be noticeable in things with med meditation or any kind of repetitive, like daily work, daily prayers, or you know, daily kind of uh, rituals, in that they, because they can become boring, and they can become repetitive, and you can't seem to be going anywhere, it can get quite annoying, you can say counting your breaths over and over again, you can get quite annoyed with that, and frustrated, and feel, oh, this isn't the right one for me, you know, I should be doing something else, so you switch to noting, and then after a day or two, you go, oh, I don't really like this either, and so you switch to something else, you know, it's this kind of um, roulette wheel, that, you know, you never really sit with anything, you never go through the pain of something, you never go through the frustration, break that kind of barrier. 
And I noticed it in a, a number of things. Where I talked to Spud about it in the Star when we did the Star Ruby challenge, where people immediately kind of changed the Star Ruby. And Spud did himself to, to something that suited him a bit better. Whereas my approach to that was kind of to look at this kind of notion of doing things at least once as described to see what it's about, to understand the actual ritual that I'm trying to bastardize. Because I might need to, I might completely enjoy the ritual. So the Star Ruby challenge for me, which was to do a Star Ruby every day for 30 days, was to challenge that part of myself to do someone else's ritual exactly as they described so that um, I could understand which bits were the powerful bits, what were they trying to do, what is the overall kind of goal of this. And then in the end, I didn't want to change it. Um, I, don't, I, I think the Star Ruby is quite a perfectly fine uh, banishing ritual for me. But I think that it would be important for someone to at least do the Star Ruby themselves a number of times, or, or any particular banishing ritual, to understand what a banishing ritual is, to understand the kind of what, what's involved, and then you can you know, go on and uh, augment it into something that more suits you, with the foundation of knowing what it's meant to be in the first place. And that happened, of course, uh, not just in kind of doing things, but in the kind of notion of results that are to be kind of uh, accepted as, as proof of magic. When we were doing the kind of... Uh, the half-peeled orange game that we've done a number of times, particularly back in the days of CMG when I was there, where you would try to magic half-peeled orange. By magic means, you know, by spooky action at a distance, by woo-woo, uh, you couldn't ask someone to do it, you couldn't do it yourself, all of that kind of, you know, thing. And people immediately would kind of change that uh, and change the, what the notion of magic was. Some, a lot of that was trying to somehow prove a point. I don't know if it was very... Very Facebooky, social media, people trying to, uh, well, actually other people out. But some of it was this kind of notion that uh, it's, I can play out my own game and still consider the game has won. In the sense of, like, say you're doing a 30-day uh, jogging challenge and you're going to run five kilometers every day and that's the challenge. And they go, yeah, but I'm going to do it on my bike. And uh, I go, right, fine. Like, I mean, you have 30 days of going 5K on your bike and it's... Uh, it's great, you're going to get exercise, you're going to be healthy, it's going to be all great for you. But you're not doing a 30-day 5K jogging challenge. Um, so that's kind of my, my, my kind of feel around the, any kind of stuff when you come across a new ritual, a new... Um, oh, come back to the, the half-peeled orange thing, is that... And then people would accept anything as a kind of a, a win. Like, uh, enchant for half-peeled orange, get a picture of a lime on your Facebook feed, and go, yeah, look, I won, there it is, I got a lime. And it's just like, well, did you win? Because remember, the whole thing of it is, if it works. And we have to kind of go, why, you know, a lot of these times, why is my magic working? Why is, isn't these things happening? Why is my sigils not doing or whatever? And just sigils, it's hard not to do them. Uh, it's hard not to do them incorrectly. Hard not to do them correctly. It's hard to get them wrong. Um, but, uh, you know, why, why isn't my ma money magic working or whatever? Because, well, are you, have you at least done it as described, uh, as prescribed, uh, you know, to understand the nature of these things. And if you haven't, maybe try going back to basics or back to the classical kind of way of doing this kind of thing. The other thing that's important in this kind of thing is this, and it comes up a lot about the, uh, the whole notion of being autodactite, which is self-learning. You learn yourself. You know, rather than going to college, you, you, know, you learn yourself or have a teacher or a guru or whatever. And uh, an awful lot of us are that, in, in that, because there's no real kind of, I suppose, wisdom school that you can turn up to and go, hello, uh, Alistair Crowley module, please. Um, and so we have the ten tendency to go off and learn all these things ourselves. But the problem with that as well is that you only kind of gravitate to stuff that, in a sense, you agree with in a large way, that seems resonant with you. Um, 
and that kind of reaffirms the ideas that you already maybe have about these things. You might, you know, a new book will always kind of widen your scope and widen your kind of experience of things or your understanding of stuff. But is it always in the same area? Is it always around the same thing? Is it just widening and reinforcing an idea that you already have? And that's another kind of problem I think you can have with the case magic approach of just doing what suits you in a sense or resonates with you or is about you and that you're never challenged you never get to the bit the uncomfortable bit of learning that you would say when you go to college where you have to learn uh, something in the subject you want to you know to understand but it's a boring bit or it's something that you disagree with or whatever it's like when I was doing Roman therapy at college and there's a whole section where we had to learn bones and we had to learn different things and it's like kind of I wouldn't have done that if I was just learning aromatherapy. I wouldn't have learned muscles, the names of muscles, I wouldn't learn how, how to work. I would just have learned the flower, the, the um, essential oils. I keep saying flower essences for aromatherapy for some reason. You know, I just would have learned what they were about. Um, wouldn't have gone into the kind of more anatomy and physiology things. And the challenge of being forced to do that as part of a greater course, um, by the, when you come out the other end of it, you're a much more rounded appreciation of the entire thing. They, I mightn't have, probably, wouldn't have in fact i know i wouldn't have done had i just learned aromatherapy by myself and you can do that to all kind of degrees within anything you're learning but particularly in say a chaos magic approach it's important to listen to people you disagree with and try out their ideas you know not to get into an echo chamber people always ask me why i watch youtube videos or read books or whatever of people that i don't necessarily have everything in common with number one i think you know i you're allowed to disagree with so, you know, some elements of people's opinions or work and still enjoy an overall kind of thing. I think it's, it's, not, it's not needed to agree with someone 100% in order to you know, enjoy and understand and get benefit from the work. But also, I don't want to only listen to people who agree with me. I don't want to read books that I agree with. I want to hear other voices, people saying things, and because it's in that kind of stretching that you, you, you know, it doesn't mean that you then have to totally agree with them and change your mind about it, but it's just like at least know what the other side is saying or what the different view is saying. Because sometimes I'll be watching or looking at my YouTube um, suggestions and there'll be something come up, go, oh, I don't want to, to, to hear what he said, like Dawkins comes up or something, because I don't want, but it's not, it's not necessarily that I don't want to hear it. It's like, I don't want to be challenged sometimes, not at all. Sometimes I just don't want to listen to Dawkins, for God's sake, who does? Um, and so, you know, I kind of make myself do that. Uh, and look at it and make sure I'm being exposed to all different sides of, of these things just to not be in an echo chamber and not to kind of um, contract into feeling I know everything or everything that just because it feels I have the feelies that it feels right to me that it's truth because we all know that uh, it's hard to push our boundaries it's hard to let go of things that no longer serve us and we have very different or very uh, intricate uh, psyches that you know can blind us to different things we don't want to see things we can uh, you know we don't want to accept things all of that so that's kind of what I just want to say about the, you know, if you're getting into a chaos magic or you're doing a chaos magic, you've been doing it for a long while, to make sure, to challenge yourself, to do things as described so that, um, you know, you understand it rather than, rather than immediately changing it to something so that there is this kind of lack of an echo chamber going on and kind of as a more wider philosophy towards your, your magic practice to challenge yourself, to make sure you're listening to voices that wouldn't agree with that you're doing stuff that you wouldn't necessarily just resonate with immediately, you know, to see, because you might, or you might not, but at least you'd understand it. Now, the flip side of this coin, this metaphorical coin that I wanted to talk about, is then 
the other side of it is to not then give away your feeling of truth to someone else. Um, and I don't mean that, well, you could be like literally, you could, you know, you could bow before the, the guru or the master or whatever, but that's not really what I'm talking about. It's more, let's say uh, you have a very well-rounded idea about what life is about or what magic is about or about who you're about or what's a good meditative practice or what's a good banishing ritual, whatever it is, whatever part of your life is. And then there's someone who is, uh, you know, you're reading a book or you're watching a TV show or someone on a Facebook uh, forum or whatever and they disagree and they seem to have a kind of a an authority and by that I mean they could have an authority as in a, a social standing they could have an authority in the sense of that they have done the work so say you're talking to someone who's you know and you're into Zazen and then uh, you're talking to Brad Warner and he's a very different opinion of you about Zazen but you have a good feel to it or whatever to not immediately just give away to Brad Warner's opinion of Zazen because well he's done it for 35 years so like don't discount it either but it's just kind of too Feel okay with accepting your own truth at times when it feels appropriate, rather than just immediately giving it away. Because one, no one really knows what's going on. Everyone just kind of has a suspicion. Some people have a greater suspicion, or at least claim to have a greater suspicion of what's going on than others. But not everyone's path is the same. Brad Warner, um, you know, uh, he's a uh, big into Dogen. He loves his Shobo, Shobo Genzo. Uh, he has uh, his two teachers that you know give him a particular flavor of Zen. And so that might, particular flavor of Zen might be your particular flavor of Zen. Um, so, you know, not to just immediately have to accept it because it's an authority or, you know, because you read it in a book or someone on Facebook said it who seems to know what they're on about or someone on Reddit. And I notice I've done this on numerous occasions. One I can kind of remember that it's quite interesting is that I was reading um, Jason Miller's book about financial sorcery years and years ago. Um, and he told, there was a whole section in it where he's talking about, you know, getting out of debt and you have to really get into this kind of... Um, you know, here's what you have to do. You have to get yourself together, life together. And I've got, oh, right, okay, right, you have to do this. And I felt this immense pressure. You know, here's this um, authority, here's this doing thing. And I was kind of finishing the chapter, going through it, and then I went, hold on, I'm not in debt. Why am I feeling this kind of pressure uh, from this kind of, because it was coming from this authority. You have to do this, this, and Jason didn't mean it, of course, like that. He was saying, like, the, the, the kind of situation is, get out of that is a good idea but it was just kind of I had lent this authority of truth over to the book more to the book I suppose than, than, than Jason because I don't know Jason uh, other than interactions on Facebook but um, and it was kind of that was an eye-opener to me that oh I, I might be doing that in other ways I might be kind of I have a kind of a sense of what awakening is what insight is but because it doesn't sound the same as what someone else has who I have put in a position of authority then I'll negate my feelings of it or my understanding of it or I'll put it down a level as not being as great as someone else, um, just because it doesn't look the same to towards someone who, in I sense, I have probably given some sort of authority. Authority is a weird word. Uh, I mean, not in that they have, you know, not like the authorities, like the police or the guards, as we have here, or that, but uh, has a kind of an experience with someone who uh, understands what they're talking about and can command, uh, you know, can, uh, can command the subject or you know have has a command over the subject whatever rather than an, an actual you know whip or a sword and has an authority or gun or whatever it is I hope you understand what I mean by authority in that so yeah it's just a kind of a flip kind of notion that I've come across which is the you know listen to what other people are saying do the rituals or do the practice as described so you understand them before you change them don't immediately just change them because there's this danger that we have of being autodactites that we don't push ourselves into areas that uh, that would challenge us 
in the way that if we did a standard type of say college curriculum or schooling or mystery school or something you would be challenged you would be told to do things that you wouldn't want to do and therefore get a bigger understanding of the whole thing so that you become a more complete kind of picture of what the mystery is but then equally trust yourself and don't give away your power don't give away your authority over things just because someone who uh, has a different experience of you a different idea and um, and even if it's like I don't know if it's the Pope and uh, <laughs> you know 50 billion 50 billion uh, Catholics around the world think he's true or whatever you know be the guy who doesn't you know be that guy you know the picture of the the uh, Nazi um, I was gonna say it's not a march but like say, some sort of a gathering whatever and everyone's doing the Nazi salute but there's one guy with his arms folded you know be that guy in certain situations you know and um, well in all Nazi situations but in uh, you know don't just give over your authority don't give away your truth don't give away your things um, to books to people to social media to the algorithm to whatever you know and it's told an awful lot of these is what to think, how to think in general in our life, you know, and swayed by public opinion and all that. And it's kind of have a return, and I have to do this, return to your own inner inert value and sense of truth and sense of um, what's right for you in the proper case magic thing, what works for you, because, you know, nothing is true and everything is indeed permitted. So that's my kind of notion around these two flip bits and uh, I could repeat it again but no one needs to hear me I hope I under, uh, I'm, I'm making sense in what I'm saying and uh, yeah so good people of the internet until next time may you find the most challenging truth that you have ever found and may it widen and expand your horizons may you become a much better person much more unique individual in this world able to display wisdom to those around you so that you can tend to the part of the garden that you can reach and make it the most wonderful garden that is in your vicinity and uh, but also be bearer of your own truth plant your own flowers grow them your own way having gained the knowledge from everyone else so be well and may our best days be ahead